You are now tuned into Flipping the Birds, a Philly Sports Network podcast. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome one, welcome all to another episode of Flipping the Birds. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome on, welcome all to episode 163 of Flipping the Birds. I'm Brian Cameron alongside Eric Reese and Morgan Burkett following a fire intro by our guy Morgan. Like, that was that was crack. Yeah, gives me half time, man. I really liked it. It's awesome. pretty sick. I like it, man. Like it's crisp, it's clean. Like my guy did everything from top to bottom. Mm. Yeah, music too, man. Music too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Top that's to sick. bottom, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we went on a little bit of a hiatus at the Super Bowl. We, everybody had to kind of mourn the the loss of the Super Bowl. Mm. Uh, went through a lot since then, but now we're we're entering a, a point in this um the off season where we're going through to, we're going to go through a lot much more, right? Um, franchise tag was deadline was today. Not a single eagle was tagged, which is not uncommon for the Eagles. But there's a lot of rumors going on, guys. There's a lot of rumors. And I think first thing we gotta tackle is the promotions, right? Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Um, the new OC of the Eagles is Brian Johnson, who I believe we're all rooting for. But the new DC of the Eagles, Sean Desai, coming from um from Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, I, I caught a brain fart because I say Chicago, but he he's previously served in Chicago. Um, I mean, how do you guys feel about feel about the both of the moves? I think that if you're going to have the uh, you know former quarterback coach be, become the offense coordinator, then it's probably the best fit because clearly this offense is centered around Jalen Hurts, especially with uh, Sanders probably you know free agent right now. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you know, and you've seen this team without Jalen Hurts in a lineup. So you, yeah, this offense is uh, centered around Jalen Hurts, and I think it just makes the most sense to put the person uh, closest to his development. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what, one of the big things for for Jalen Hurts, even just over the last year, we saw finally some continuity, some consistency in his coaching. Like, I, poor guys had a, a coaching change every single year for mm-hmm. the last probably three decades you're not even that old you know what i mean before he was born they're probably already switching his coach up you know what i mean like so just just that continuity that consistency is, is massive and i think eric's right like it, it just you know promoting from within um it, you know you see all these coaching trees kind of develop and and you know all, all this talent kind of blossom out of philly and then go elsewhere and it's because you know they love to promote from within and it's i feel like it's it's only positive um, it'll be interesting to see. I do feel like there will be, you know, some different wrinkles in the uh, the play calling. Um, you know, Shane Sykin was always one of those guys that, that loved his screen. So, like, maybe oh, yeah. I'm not sure if we see more of that or we see less of that. I I don't know if it's possible to see more of it. But but I'm excited to see, um, you know, just, just how much the offense changes because it probably won't change a lot. But I think those little wrinkles um, will change. And then on the defensive side of the ball, man, like, I think I think that the most interesting thing for the next month is just to see how this team wants to be built defensively, um, because that was something that again was a huge change uh, moving from Jim Schwartz um, to to Jonathan Gannon is you know clearly wanted um, those those smart athletic players that were kind of versatile with the positions they can fit, and so 
you know, how, how will it really work um, with, with the new defensive coordinator? But I, I think, you know, ultimately how he's going to be Howie. I think this is a team that's going to continue to be built through the trenches. Um, you know, they're going to get after uh, the quarterback. And I think just the, just the variety and blitzes, you know, something obviously Jonathan Gannon was a, was a secondary first player and, and um, that probably won't, you know, change drastically, but uh, you know, any, anytime you get someone from, from, you know, the Vic Fangio tree, yeah, you know, they're they're gonna get creative with the blitzes. Um, they're they're gonna they're gonna you know come after the quarterback. So I I like it. It's gonna be fun to watch. Um, it's just gonna be about you know what effects that has on the roster and, and even the draft. Um, so you know I'll I'll I'm excited to do my research into you know just how how these drafts have worked out and shaped out for uh, for the Vic Fangio coaching tree. And I think that's a key thing, right? I mean, a lot of people spoke about how Fangio was um was part of the Eagles run and part of the Eagles this season, right? Um, a consultant, but that's what he really was. He was just consulting. You know, you could tell Jonathan Gannon, Hey, like, you know, the, the sky is blue, but if Gannon believes the sky is green, the sky is green at the end of the day, right? right? We saw that in the Super Bowl. but you're actually getting somebody from the Vangio um, tree. Like Sean Desai is an actual disciple of this man. And one thing that I found, um, how can I say this? Uh, I guess satisfying or, you know, you know, comfortable like it gave me that that comfort zone with Sean Desai was that he was going into a game um, with Chicago when he was a DC and this was the season that Chicago was just terrible right they were just losing you know they've been terrible for years um and they were facing the Ravens Desai um did his homework right at the time the, the Ravens were struggling against the Blitz and at the point of that season um Desai was only blitzing about 16% of the time with his defense in that game he blitzed over 16 I think like 65% or 68% in one game. And to me, that just shows like, this is a guy who knows how to adapt. Like this is a guy who knows common sense. And then they let's just call it what it is. Right. Jonathan Gannon, Gannon was just, you know, to me, like, I hate this. I hate to use this word, but I feel like Gannon was a bit of a fraud. Like, you know, the guy just believed so much in his own craft that he didn't see, you know, what was actually in front of him. And it cost us a Super Bowl. Um, far as like you know what kind of rift that calls between Sirianni and Gannon nobody's gonna ever know but I feel like this is the guy right this is the guy that you want with Hassan Reddick this is the guy that you want with Darius Slade this is the guy that you want with Chauncey Gardner Johnson um Jordan Davis Nicobe Dean like we're actually gonna see the development of talent on the defensive end I mean on the defensive side um and I'm curious to see how it's gonna be built at the end of the day like you know we saw Robert Quinn actually flourish on this side and he's a free agent right now. Was with, with Philly, didn't get no play with Gannon. I'm curious to see like if Quinn comes back or like like who's who's going to come from the Bears that was a part of the side. I mean, Adrian Amos, free agent, was on had one of his best seasons with the side. Like Johnson Johns is not a lock yet. So there's so many different wrinkles that come from this, and I'm, I'm extremely curious. Myself, so I'm extremely excited as well. Do you think that CJ GJ uh, is back next season? Yeah, I, I, there's no way. Like, how do like the, the connection between him and Howie and him and Nick? Like, there's I don't I feel like there's no way they let him walk. CJ or TJ? Oh, I said yeah. CJ. TJ. Oh, well, I got a little emotion about CJ. GJ. Yeah, I think I think I think unfortunately TJ is the the new Jordan Hicks. Is you know yeah. he's gonna go somewhere else. He's gonna be the that guy that that you know uh, makes a lot of tackles. Um, I think I think you know like as as good as he was this year, that's kind of where the Eagles see his ceiling, um, and you know you have a, a pretty damn good young middle linebacker uh, waiting in the wings. If that's where you play him, again, he's so versatile. 
uh, with N'Kobe Dean. Like, he could play anywhere. He'd be a damn good will. Um, you know, he's probably athletic to, enough to play play the same position as well. But um, that, I, I think that, that that's the one that's the one piece of continuity, I think, with, with the two defenses is that um, you, you're going to ask your players to, to give a lot of looks and you're going to drop into different coverage. Again, heavy zone. Like you said, Brian, like I think I think with coaching trees, like people get the misconception in general where it's going to be like the exact same defense. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and and, you know, it a lot of it will be similar. A lot of the terminology will be similar. Um, and there's only so many ways you can play defense, especially in the NFL. Right. So um, it's just going to be one of those, again, we're going to see a lot of zone, um, hopefully not frustratingly lax zone. That's, that's super off, you know, 15 yards off. Yeah. Um, but, you know, no sticks coverage hopefully as well. Um, but again, the, the key to this is going to have versatile players that can, that can show a lot of looks and like the Eagles are already pretty set up. They got their key pieces to do that locked in already. Right. I think we probably um, more likely to see Kaiser White back in Midnight Green than, mm-hmm. than TJ Edwards, um, just because, like, I don't, I don't know. I just got a gut feeling, but it does make sense scheme wise to keep a guy like that that can cover so well. Um, and then, you know, you can, you can, you can, you have guys on the roster that can kind of maybe not immediately step in and fill TJ's shoes, but um, collectively fill those shoes. Um, so, unfortunately, I mean, as good as he was, I think that he's kind of going the Jordan Hicks route where he's going to go be great for another team. Yeah, it definitely feels like that. Um, and I want to kind of get your feedback on on this, right? So there's rumors swirling, right? And the rumors come from, you know, so far it looks like one source where it's coming from um, Adam Kaplan of Inside the Birds where the Eagles are entertaining the idea of um, bringing Matt Patricia as a linebacker coach. It's no secret as to what happened in Detroit, right? Like we know the Darius, Darius Slay side of the story. We also know, a lot of people know that Matt, Matt Patricia is, you know, a bit of a POS, right? Um, how do you guys feel about like culture wise, like why would, you know, to me, it feels like Josh McDaniels, the Josh McDaniels rumor all over again, where like everybody was panicking about it and the Eagles were not going down this path. But like culture wise, like how much of a culture shock would it be to see this guy in, in Philadelphia with Darius Slade still there or possibly Darius Slade being traded? I'd rather not even really test with it and bring him in. Like, I think that we're doing pretty fine with, you know, anything as far as, uh, the linebackers have been developed uh, pre- previous to Matt Patricia, Matt, Matt, sorry, we get tongue tied. Matt Patricia being a uh, a a candidate for a coach. So what I think we should do is just look in a, simply in a, in a different direction. Like I don't think that he's good for the culture. I I just don't want him. I think that's a toxic thing to bring into an otherwise pretty sound culture that the Eagles have. That's a very unfilly thing to do, right? Like I mean. We never seen Philly to make a move like this. What do you think, Mark? Um, I mean, there is something to be said for the difference between you know a positional coach and a head coach, right? Like Jim Schwartz is not a good head coach, um, but a pretty pretty good DC. Um, you know, he probably would have been a, a pretty good uh, positional coach as well. I there's there's only so much we know about that whole situation, so I don't know what exactly was said i don't know how often it was it was a problem but you know when it's your head coach and you and you don't um you know vibe with the direction and you don't understand it uh then you're gonna butt heads especially when there's so much pressure on on um patricia as a head coach Mm -hmm. so you know he's he's clearly been humbled i mean if you go through a situation like that and you're not humbled i you know that's that's easy. You have the interview with him. You know he hasn't learned from his mistakes. You know you you, you say thanks, but no thanks. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know how much bad blood there is. It seems like Slay has quite a bit, but yeah. it's also Slay, man. He's vocal. Um, you know, I don't well, know. Well, Quandre Diggs even came out speaking on behalf of Darius Slay. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of big as well. Absolutely. So yeah, I don't I don't like again, I think you got a good thing. Um and and you just you you, you got to play kind of play that game of, of having some balance of like how much you can can you help your team versus how much can you hurt your team. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense is going to change a lot, and I think that that's something that that kind of pre Super Bowl we we were hoping um, or we were just kind of assuming wouldn't be the case. But I think this is a completely different defense in twenty twenty three, and so if Slay's not here and and you know you got your guy that you think is your guy, then you, you know you bring him in, and this is a guy with you know a lot of NFL coaching experience and head coaching experience. He probably does more than just, you know, be your linebackers coach. He's probably like a quality control uh, guy as well and, and helps with a lot. So it's, it's a tough call, but you know, I think it comes out in the interview, man. It's like, he has, he learned from his mistakes. Um, You know, linebacker coaches, like they constantly butt heads with people, man. Like that's just, yeah. I, I don't like the Belichick coaching tree. Like I, uh, the only to the only exception for me, right, is Brian Flores. Like I feel like that guy, to me, is a low key stud, right? Maybe not a fit for Miami at the time. Could be a great head coach down the line, but I'm not a big fan of anybody coming out of that that place. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Like mm-hmm. you know, Belichick is a mastermind, and everybody else is just you know just licking their chops because they're coaching behind Belichick. It does seem the opposite of what the the current coaching staff is. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean that can go two one of two ways. Either it provides good balance, um, or it it kind of pulls the ship in in a different way. Yeah. Um, so it is very it's an interesting fit, for to say the least. And uh, another interesting fit. Um, I did report that uh, a source close to the situation did say that Mike Adams is possibly interviewing for a uh, a role on the defensive staff. So I'm so curious to see like. Sense. Yeah, I'm curious to see uh, what what kind of staff the side puts together because he's still a young guy. Like this is you know. Mm-hmm. I think he's like what thirty nine or forty years old, if I'm not mistaken. So just kind of see him picking back and um, you know, a little bit off, picking off that that bear staff. Like Mike Adams was the assistant assistant DB, DB coach over there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so bringing a you know a quote unquote veteran player to the locker room with guys like CJ GJ who could learn from him, with Reed Blankenship who could learn from this guy, like and it, possibly a first round cornerback. Mm-hmm. Immediately, that sounds like a better hire than anything uh, Patricia would offer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think so, it is now. And back and, and just back to that uh Patricia remarks that we had earlier. Um, you kind of do have to have your priorities order, just like uh, you know, how Morgan was saying. And I think if your priorities are correct, you're prioritizing slay over that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I completely agree with that. Um yeah, definitely agree with that. And what what this defense is going to do to the offense now is it's putting a lot of weight on the offense, right? Um, we're into a year where possibly Hurts is going to end up signing this extension with the next couple of days, right? Um, but how much of this is going to weigh on Jalen Hurts? And where do you guys see Jalen Hurts ranking? I know Eric wants to kind of piggyback off of this as well. Where do you see Jalen Hurts ranking in the top tier of quarterbacks next season? Um, even going off of what he did this season, I, I I think we all agree, like hands down, he's the best quarterback in the NFC. Right now, hands down, like he's definitely top three quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. I would say top two, um, you know, going back and forth with Joe Burrow. But where do you guys, you know, where do you feel this offense is going to go with Jalen Hurts being having to burden so much of it? And where do you see him ranking at the end of of next season? You said it right there. I mean, he burdens so much of this offense. The identity of the Philadelphia Eagles is Jalen Hurts at this, you know, pretty much. 
Um, so it's a matter of how good is he alone and how valuable is he? And that's, you know, the kind of, you know, the, the, the kind of contract and the signing that he'll get. But I have him, you know, right just right behind Mahomes. Like there, I think I think the Super Bowl show they're one two uh, in the league, and we'll, we can go down that list in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot a lot of the most talented quarterbacks are are in the AFC. So I think you know NFC wise, um, it's a it's you know it's a good good thing to have is one of the the better quarterbacks in the NFC. Um, I mean, I'm sure that we're going to discuss it as well, but. Um, one, you know, he's sh- shouldering a lot of the burden for the offense, but two, he's going to be taking a lot of the salary cap as well. Um, so he he better at this point. Um, but I think I think offensive wise, um, it's going to be really interesting because you know another thing that we we kind of overlooked is going to been such a staple is that offensive line, um, and it, it just provides so much opportunity for for whatever kind of offense you want to run. Is like at the end of the day, you still have um, the best. Uh, I mean. You know, I'm sure everyone has an argument for for their team being the best offensive line, but historically, no, no there haven't, well, there just haven't been many offensive lines that are as good as the Eagles consistently year in year out. And you don't know what's going on with Jason Kelsey. Um, Lane Johnson obviously was playing through injury all season. Um, you still have guys waiting in the wings. Uh, you still have the best positional coach in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, Jeff Stoutland. Um, and so what I think is going to happen is they're going to find creative ways to continue to protect Jalen Hurts. I think that was, that was the big theme of this year is you're not putting him, him in positions that he's uncomfortable. And then you kind of see him be creative and, 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 you know, freestyle and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting. I, I do think that having, um, you know, I'm sure he's going to have more insight into this offense. I think like last year there probably yeah. was, but Shane Sykin was established. He wanted to prove himself. Um, you know, I think there's a bit more stability there now. Like, I don't think, um, you know, I think that the conversation is going to be more about how we can, how we can progress Jalen Hurts. And there's not much progression to be done. So now is, now is the fun time you get to get creative. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be really exciting. Who knows if Miles Sanders is back, um, but you still have your top, three receivers um you know including dallas goddard obviously yeah i was hoping you were including the other one yeah <laughs> um yeah man it's a good it's a good place to be for the offense but shit it might be one of those it might be one of those teams that has to put up 30 points to win but either they're completely capable yep. it yeah. feels like they'll be kind of a, a replica of what the chiefs were at the beginning of the season right um they, they had no footing right they were trying to get everything together the defense wasn't really doing well young guys had to step up and i feel like that's where we're gonna see philly go go next season that direction where it's kind of like they're gonna rely heavily on on the jordan davis on the kobe theme on a, you know first or second round cornerback whether it's kelly ringo whether it's um uh that is it devin weatherspoon yeah yeah um joey porter jr whoever the case may be right um or maybe they they, they sign a guy but I think it's smart to temper expectations of what to expect from this offseason because it's gonna be, everything's I think it's gonna be in house mostly, um, probably one or two guys that they 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 sign off the free agency, and then other guys that they just wait until like mid August to sign and bring to the roster, right? Um, but I'm curious to see what what we see out of Jalen Hurts, right? Like like I mentioned, I mean, out of the top ten, I feel like he's definitely one or he's definitely two or three, right? Um, and just like you're really gonna see if he's actually that guy going forward, because he's gonna have to put up 
wild amount of points per game. You're gonna have to see him passing a lot to AJ Brown. You're gonna have to see how you know how they um, continue to integrate between um, Devontae Smith and AJ Brown, and now the new rush attack because it's not Miles Sanders back there. And we know Miles Sanders is a great um, he's great hitting the hole, right? Like when he hits it, it's a home run majority of the time. Kenny Game was a big question mark, even though what we saw from the playoffs was great. We still don't know what he could do in season because he didn't get many touches. Mm-hmm. Trey Sermon may, most likely won't be here, or he'll just continue being a backup. Boston Scott's a free agent. Derrick Henry hasn't put on the Eagles jersey yet. Like, there's so many things going on, right? <laughs> it's facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so all right, let's let's talk about top ten, right? Top ten QBs. We kind of left off on the last episode going off on, on this. And uh, Morgan, you were um you were on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um where do you feel Jalen Hurts stands in the top ten? We want to go through it. I feel like Eric, I feel like Eric has his list right in front of him too. I do actually have my list right in front of me. <laughs> For what I think, you know, of course. Based on only last season, no other stuff before. Okay. Um so Take it away, Eric, because I have no list in front of me, so everything's going to be right off the top okay. of my dome. So you guys can, you know, throw shame at me or whatever you like. Just let me know along the way. Just um, make sure you include Daniel Jones, who just got a wild deal. So I, so here's the thing. I have him at – he would be 10, but I don't know between him and Geno Smith. Oh. That's the only thing, but that's where I would have Jones in my top 10 list. He would be 10. Now, there's names left off here, but then again, we got to remember, we're talking about last season and nothing else. So, like, Tom Brady, I'm sorry, but I don't have you as a top-ten quarterback. Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't really cl- include Tom Brady and Aaron right. Rodgers because it was weird. It was a weird um, year for both of them. Yeah, that's exactly why they're not included in my top-ten. Um, and I, I know people would immediately stick them in there based on everything they've done. But anyway, nonetheless, um, Mahomes, number one. Okay. Then I got Hurts, number two. Burrow, number three. Allen, number four. Herbert, number five. So I, I think that's a everyone's five. Somehow, some way. Um, I feel like Herbert is interchangeable with Jackson just because Jack Lamar Jackson, we haven't seen him healthy in quite some time, right? Um, but they're both in the same predicament, where it's like they're just not in helpful situations. I think Herbert actually is not helping himself in his, his own situation, and while Jackson doesn't have any help. I feel like those are interchangeable. And I think so based on last season again, <laughs> like I get I get Goff. And this is, you know, probably the more disputed toward territory five or I'm sorry, six through ten. But I get Goff, Lawrence, Jackson, then it was gonna be Cousins, and then Jones or Smith. So- so you have like, I was going to have Tua in there. Like, I do believe Tua would absolutely be a top 10 if he stayed healthy. That's interesting. I I, I don't know how you feel about him, Mark. Mark, I just, um, is Chi-Chi going to? I might as well pull out mine. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Daniel Jones is in my top 10. Um, it's disputable for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, again, top five. Um... I agree with. I think that Jalen Hurts is my is my third quarterback. I think I think okay. I still have Joe Burrow above him. Um, and I'm I, I mean the argument can be made. You know Joe Burrow has quite a few weapons. You know those those two receivers are, are pretty good. But I think um, you know we don't know if they're going to be able to keep both this year uh, or into the future. And I think you just see Joe Burrow. He's gonna he, he's got that Patrick Mahomes about him where 
I mean, I know it's nice to have those two receivers, but he just seems like a guy that can do it regardless. You know, Cincinnati's offensive line is not getting better. Mm. Um, it's a constant thorn in the side, and he still makes stuff work. And I think just as a passer, um, he's, he's, he's just special. Um, I do think Jalen Hurts is better than Josh Allen this year. I think that those guys are kind of interchangeable. I think I see that's kind of where Jalen Hurts is, is that, again, when you look at the talent Josh Allen has around him, man, it's it's – Sometimes he's just he's just special, um, and so I think that that's kind of the category. Any anywhere in that top five, obviously Mahomes is the clear one, um, I, or top four, sorry. And I think I do I do think Justin Herbert's um, five, but again, he he just seems like the one of those quarterbacks where you're, you're kind of waiting to see the ceiling. Um, yeah. you, know, you see glimpses, but you're not. It's not ever consistent. Um, Trevor Lawrence is impressive this year, man, and I think. I think we uh, maybe took for granted just how good Doug Peterson was as well. Mm-hmm. He won a Super Bowl. We're, we're very, very congratu- uh, very thankful for that. But um, he's, you know, that he's going to keep keep developing. Jacksonville finally looks like they they have something going. Uh, it's been a while, and even even with that one kind of uh, that run to the AFC uh, championship, you, you didn't think that was going to sustain. It seems like they have an opportunity for su- su- um, sustained success this year. That's a lot of S's. That's hard hard to get out. But um, <laughs> Tua, I don't see it, man. I don't know. Like, I don't know where he ranks. Um, but I think you know, you put the two fastest guys in the NFL at receiver and let someone bomb the football. I didn't watch much Miami Dolphins this year, to be honest. I find them hard to watch in general. Um, outside of the jerseys, the the color scheme's nice. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like, I just don't see it. You 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 ask him to throw the ball up. I know that uh, obviously Mike McDaniel's a a brilliant offensive mind, um, but I I don't know. I still have my reservations about Tua. Jared Goff was really impressive this year. Um, I mean, again, if you're going off last season, I'm sure Gino deserves a spot in the top ten. That's not happening again, man. Um, you know, it was it was it was lighting in a bottle for him. He's going to be a great backup somewhere. He might get an opportunity to start again. Um, I mean, Lamar has to be in your top ten. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I put Lamar. Now, if we're basing off of last year, though, like, is he further towards, like, 8 to 10 around there? I think I think he's 7 for me. And I just okay. think that, that Baltimore has done absolutely nothing to help him. If if anything, that they're trying to do their best to figure out ways to – like, it's just – it's really sad what's going on in, the, in Baltimore, man. Like, they I know, know you've got Mark Andrews right there. He's, he's really talented, but – you you trade away your best receiver. You did nothing to replace him. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's there's stuff going on, and in, in, even in that offensive locker room with the coaching staff, um, it it just seems like they they can't put it together. You spend all this money on on a linebacker when you already have some a pretty great linebacker core. Yep. I don't yep. Know what's going on in Baltimore or Baltimore, but I think whether or not he stays, we're gonna see just how good Lamar is. He's he's amped, man. He's uh, he's pissed off, and so he's, I think Geno secured his bag today too. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it was yesterday, actually, right? Or yeah. was it today? Or yeah, okay, yesterday. It was yesterday. Uh, they extended him. Wild deal. I mean, well deserved. I think the first year he's making like close oh, yeah. like fifty something mil in that first year. I um, agree with Morgan. I still think though, they're like, in the they're in the market for a quarterback. I think yes. I don't think yeah. he's the long term solution. Yeah, it's like and a then, three four year deal. And then a guy that hasn't been mentioned yet is Justin Fields. Uh, I think Ooh. that he cracks my top ten again. Bears. What do they got going on? And this guy's special. And and it, still, the, the rumor that they're gonna look for another guy with the number one pick it just ridiculous to me. Like this is Justin Fields. If you if you're asking for someone who has that opportunity to make that meteoric leap in the next season, like this is him, man. Just so, what do you have Fields? You have you have him at ten? Hmm. 
Yeah, Fields at ten. Yeah. That's interesting. So okay. if you are you insinuating that maybe the Bears try to trade Fields if they're getting the number one if they're getting a quarterback? I've heard rumors, but I think they'd be dumb to do that, man. I don't. I think they'd be stupid. I think they trade that pick for more picks and just move back a little yeah. bit. I mean, what again, about, you trade you trade away when your best linebackers because you didn't want to pay him. You have an opportunity at a first pick. You go Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. You make it simple. exactly, or you, you trade, board. or you trade back. You could trade back there <laughs> too. Um, um, what about the Falcons for a place? I think that's Lamar. That, that for some reason that screams Lamar Jackson. All it's over. not on his list apparently. So really? what about Fields for yeah. about for Atlanta? Uh, no, I think I think I want to see Desmond Ritter play, man. I want. I <laughs> oh, see you mean that, okay? Yeah, it's yeah. fair. Falcons aren't oh. going to compete anytime soon. You might as well let the rookie – well, I guess not rookie anymore, but the young man. I'm, I'm very surprised of you adding fields so so quick in your, in your list. Um, damn, okay. Uh, obviously, so for one, I'll, I'll definitely go Pat Mahomes, right? Uh, right? Two, I feel like if you're the best quarterback in your conference, you deserve to be one or two, right? And I think Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFC. So number two, then Josh Allen. Um, four, I think so you go – Bro, it's four, eh? Oh my, my apologies. I'm sorry. I was wondering. I'm skipping somebody, like, right? Wow, wait, Burrow. Nah, go go, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow four. Um, Josh Josh Allen's five. Um, Joe Burrow's six. three. Yeah, Joe Burrow's three. Josh Allen's four. That was my four. shit. Okay, yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. I don't think I gave ten either. I just gave fucking All right. Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, Allen, yeah. Herbert, and then six. I will give it to Lamar just because we know Lamar's a special talent, right? Yes. Seven though. Um I'll give seven to Tua. I'm oh. a big fan of Tua, right? Uh I feel like he could sling it. I feel like he does have moments where he's extremely off. Um, but he has a lot of freaking potential. Um but seven is also interchangeable with eight. And eight is I feel like a guy that nobody's really talking about who could still kind of sling it. Um yeah. I hate yeah, to say it, right? He, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. He, he kind of balled out, right? He, he he does what he needs to do in the right moments. He's not prime time. He's not playoff time, Cousins. He's just a seasoned quarterback that could do what he needs to do. That's um, just it, though. He's not prime time. He isn't, right? Um, yeah. But neither is this guy. Number nine, Jared Goff. He's not prime time, but he was slinging it. And I told everybody last year, Detroit's offense was going to be was gonna be pretty damn good, and they were pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, number 10, I feel like out of respect, you got to give it to Kyler Murray. Just out of respect, like the he was balling the year before. I know it, he's not the best guy in the locker room. I don't like him to be personally, to be honest. Um, but I feel like I just can't, like, who else could I really give it to at that point? Like, oh, I'm actually, no, my apologies, Trevor Lawrence. Sorry, I completely yeah, you can give it to Lawrence immediately. Yeah, there you go. That's my time. <laughs> give it to Trevor Lawrence. Sorry, Kyle. Hell, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, at that point. You know what? I won't be that wild, and maybe you don't give it to Daniel Jones. Oh, I forgot about that guy. No, he does not crack my top ten. Yeah, he doesn't. I, I guess, I guess after a uh, like based on last season, he would probably be eleven, and I probably do have to put Smith there for me. But then, I feel like Geno Smith is eleven. But like, do you feel like do you guys feel like Daniel Jones would be a better quarterback if he had a better wide receiver core, like at least one like oh, yeah. main wide receiver? I mean, he's got one of the most expensive receiving cores in the league. Uh, to pay, pay, pay Kenny Galladay sixty k or sixty mil, and there you go. Yeah, that's it. That's all you got to do, right? <laughs> no, it's, it, I think yeah. I mean, of course, he would be better if there was a little bit more talent around him. But I, I do think that he's finding a way to use his athleticism to his advantage. That's something that I've noticed um, in his yeah. games against Philadelphia last season. 
but then again, they just paid, you know, a pretty decent amount of money to uh, Jones for, you know, he, he can't compete in his own division. He's one for three against Philadelphia. One thing you'll notice, and, you know, 49ers fans, if you're watching, we didn't put Brock Purdy up there. That's crazy. No. Not a we're not a seven and one Brock Purdy, you know, who would have taken the 49ers all the way to the Super Bowl had he oh, not yeah. had he not gotten injured. Yeah. However, so, I think I would have put Garoppolo top ten had he stayed healthy. Uh, Garoppolo, no. No. But he's like the game manager like, game managers, so I like, like I would also float him between like ten to twelve. Secretly but for that you put Dak Prescott. I feel like Oh you, crap. Yeah, yeah. I feel like secretly Dak Prescott. Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and Jimmy Garoppolo are just all different versions of the same dude. Yeah, they're Pretty all much, different. Yeah. Um, I think Kirk Cousins is probably the the best talent wise out of those, but he just I think Jared Goff's season is just that like he wasn't talking about enough how impressive that was. Yeah. That the Lions they, the Lions were there, man. They were really there. Like yeah. they have a good receiving core too. Like, you know, um Jamison Williams came back late in the season, right? Yeah. Just like the stats, I didn't even really like. Honestly, I'm just so you know, four four thousand four hundred passing yards, twenty nine touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's that's a great man. That deserves to be in the top ten. Like the guy the, really he, he balled out without Sean McVay. Yeah. On the fucking Lions, so I can't talk today. I don't know what's going on. Dude, I'm about to have a podcast. I was botching it hard earlier. Yeah, take a couple weeks off, see what happens. You know what I mean? Like it's just screwed up in the head, man. I forgot how to talk. But we're gonna do a lot of talking for the next segment because we have a lot. I I have. uh, I want. I'm ready for this. I'm gonna give it a challenge try, and I'm probably gonna fail hard because I don't really know (laughs) the draft picks like that because hockey's not over yet. (laughs) But but I I want to. Here we go. I'm ready for this. Sign, draft, or trade. Welcome to Flipping the Birds. We're going to give you a, a live sign, draft, or trade segment. SDT, um, baby. There we go, right? Mm. So let's start at the the most needy position, right? Um, cornerback. James Bradbury is a free agent. Darius Slay is still here. Probably going to restructure his deal, keep him, you know, either extend them. I, there's no, I feel like there's no way you don't extend them. Um, but then after that, it's, it's, it's quite a fallout. Like, Zach McPherson hasn't shown himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't seen much out of Josh Job um, last year. Josiah Scott is he's a backup at best. Um, and then Avante Maddox, he's our slot guy. We know he's not going to move from that. He's the guy going forward. Should the Eagles sign, draft, or trade for a cornerback? And if wow. so, who's your pick at signing? At signing? Wow. I cannot speak. Forgive me. As signing, drafting, and trading for. Who wants to go first? I'll start with this one. And I think this is the most important person um, as far as signing is concerned. Because I do think that the Eagles need to re-sign Bradbury. Like, that's probably, you know, one of the main priorities outside of a Hurts deal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is, it's very important to have two sure cornerbacks. And if um, you know you do get Garner Johnson to stay, then that's fantastic too. Even though I think he'll test the uh, free agency market for the biggest bag he can get. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm for this position right here. I think you're going to uh, sign, and it's going to have to be Bradbury to stay. Interesting. Okay, how you feeling, Morgan? You feeling froggy? Uh, I think I agree with Eric. Um, but I don't think it's going to be Bradbury. I think it's a, it's an underrated, uh, but talented, 
uh, free agent class. Um, and I'm sure changes will be made. He's going to take my guy. He's going to take my guy. I feel you it. Saw, you saw the Dolphins, uh, you know, let uh, Jones walk. Or they're going to let Jones oh. walk. Okay. Um, I don't know. He's. I don't know if he's the answer, but I'm just saying that there's going to be players available, right? As as teams kind of figure out their cap, there's going to be uh, option available. I won't take your guy. Um, but I but I but I just think there's options. Um, I think that uh, you know it'll be interesting to see who I'd really love is Jonathan Jones. Yeah. Is that your guy? That's my guy. Go oh. ahead. Okay. No, no. I thought I got I got a backup plan. Go ahead. I got a backup plan. I thought you were gonna say Byron Murphy to be honest. But... That's my backup plan. <laughs> okay, perfect. My bad. Um, but yeah, man, just just the just the the chip on his shoulder he plays with, man. He's just fun to watch. Um, I know he kind of came out of nowhere. I think that New England gets a shot at him. Um, I think that they they you know that's probably his his first right. They got first right refusal to kind of like pitch him, and he probably stays in house. But but there's guys like that, right? Where it's like you know maybe. This time last year, you weren't really considering him as as a as a really good target for for free agency. I think the the premise of the Eagles going cornerback at ten, I don't love it. I I think that in general, um, you know how he doesn't really take his chances with with secondary. I think he's gonna again target the the lines, and and you have a big discrepancy. Obviously, there's still. Um, time in the pre-draft process, but there's a big discrepancy in, on which corner it should be. And then, you know, you see like a huge drop off, like whoever, whoever people think is the first corner, you see one going to 10 of the Eagles. That's like an easy mock. And then the mm-hmm. next corner is not coming off the board to like the twenties. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's that big gap. And like, unless you really love a corner um, it's, it's possible they trade back into that 15 to 20 range. And then maybe it's the corner. Um, but I just think unless you're drafting a corner like JC Horn is, was it, it was an eight. Um, and you had so many defensive linemen in that draft. Um, you know, you, you saw, you know, sauce Gardner get drafted, you know, he, again, like there's they're early, I think t- 10's like kind of late to get those corners. I don't think there's that guy in this cornerback class. And I just don't think you take a chance. Um, instead you, you draft a guy in free agency and, and you use like a third round pick to hope you get um you know one of those corners that they kind of make something of themselves and i know that that's kind of been the strategy um for the eagles and it hasn't really worked out but um it just doesn't seem like howie to use that top 10 pick on a corner so i think sign is the the option trade is interesting i don't know the eagles have many pieces to trade that's mm-hmm. where i i kind of question i think trade is very interesting because they had that second second round pick for next season right they got a second second round they got a second first this season um but i agree like i i wouldn't go dipping in those buckets to get a cornerback right um i i'm enticed by byron murphy like the guys there's, there's something about him right um i feel like going with darius slay and having byron murphy out there is um would be great i think he'll fit the scheme of what this guy's gonna bring whether it's um zone um defense um but he has interesting stats, right? Last season, he allowed his um his fewest career fewest um yards per per perception. It was nine point four, which isn't uh, glorious, right? It's not phenomenal. It's not James Barry and Darius Slate two point But in a defense where you have a safety quote unquote CJ TJ back there, right? Then you have Darius Slate on the other side. I feel like 
he will produce here. He's and he young, might be, yeah, he's extremely young, dude. Like only four seasons in the NFL so far, and they haven't been bad seasons. He's averaging about like 63, 65% of completion percentage against him, which isn't great. But you pair him with Darius Slay for another two seasons, and he's learning from one of the better quarterbacks that ever played a game. And it it's it just fits to me. Like it just screams Philly. Um, he's seasoned. He's you know he's plug and play. He can learn from the best. He can you know be an immediate impact. Drafting is. I feel like it's the same thing. Like you mentioned, like it's gonna be like kind of last year where we saw that weird waterfall of wide receivers just come in after ten. Whereas like you know Jameson went and the next guy and then the next guy and then the Eagles had to trade for a guy and they end up with Jordan Davis. I feel like at ten we may end up with Jalen Carter. Don't count, don't ask me how, but I feel like somehow somewhere he's gonna fall to the Eagles. Either that Eagles will trade up to the eighth pick. But I think signing is the best route to go. And if you go with a Byron Murphy, could you get a Byron Jones for a cheap deal where it's like you get him on approve it one year ten mil deal. Or, you know, you get Jonathan Jones, you locked up another young kid for another three or four seasons. I feel like the money's there for them to to, to use, right? I feel like they, they can definitely sign one of these young guys who are experienced in the game to come to Philly, come to a different culture, and learn from Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. The next one is going to be fun. Running backs. We saw the rumors, right? Uh, Nick Chubb is up for sale. Derrick Henry was up for sale, then taken off the market. But uh, according to Zillow, he's still for sale, right? Um, then you have the draft class. You have, um, forgive me if I butchered this, B. John Robinson. Um, you have Jamar Gibbs. You have, I think, is it Jalen Spears as well? Um, you have these guys and, in, 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 um, you know, these young guys. Or could you sign one? Could you re-sign a... a Miles Sanders, could you? Um, are there any other free agent running backs? I mean, there are, I, there are but I don't believe like not in the sense. I had, I had them list up, yeah, they weren't like sticking out to me. Like, if you are going to sign, oh, um, David Montgomery, there it is. Dave, I forgot by Monty. David Montgomery's a free agent, that's fair. Uh, in between, I think if you that can't sign, stay healthy, then you're probably going to stay with uh, Sanders, true. So Oh, Cream Hunt as well, according to the oh, chat. Fuck. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. I don't want to give, I want to give away. The, the floor is yours. I'm not I'm not gonna say my pick, but the floor is yours. Okay. Yeah, I think I think this is probably a, a two part answer. I do think they probably they probably draft someone, but it's gonna be later rounds. Um yeah, again, kind of like a Howie strategies. You never know, right? You pick up these guys, um, you know, like they kind of need a a bruising back and i think that's kind of a misconception too where you need those big backs like you just need someone that can pick up short yardage shit boston scott and kenny game will prove they can do that um but yeah i think adding a guy like cream hunt um i don't know what he's gonna be priced at it's gonna be an interesting kind of conversation because you don't want to overpay for a guy like that you don't know how much he's gonna really be be a part of the rotation but you know i think that's a guy that's just overlooked um you know the conversation has been around nick chubb i don't think he's he's getting really what he wants um in, in cleveland um and you know there's a real opportunity to be the number one running back in the uh, in philly again um obviously part of part of that that committee um but i you know let's not kid ourselves i don't like kenny gaming was fantastic in the playoffs he, he's not he's not your number one guy um and, and he may be you know um uh a, a RB1B, um, but you, you need that guy that's, that's proven that he can, you know, tote the rock uh, a certain number of times. I think that Kareem Hunt's a really good option. Um, I don't think that the Eagles go running back in the first round. I think that's where Robinson goes. 
Um, and, you know, I just, I just think again, like I'm not going to be shocked if this is a boring draft where the Eagles draft linemen in the first round, even though they got two first, first round picks, like it, it did them pretty well uh, mm-hmm. this season, you know? <laughs> so um, I think, yeah, draft, draft someone mid rounds um, and then pick up a free agent. Um, and honestly, if the Eagles go into the season with, you know, um, uh, kind of a, a waiver free agent and Kenny Gainwell, um, you know, you're just looking at a team that's built like the Chiefs and the Bills are, where, mm-hmm. you know, their their primary runner is going to be their quarterback. Okay. How you feeling, Eric? I'm thinking you sign again, and I would stay with Sanders. Um, that's somebody I went back at because it's tried and true, and I think that whatever hump it, you know, injuries, whatever it was before that, you know, that we can all just kind of attach to him as like a negative connotation. I think he's, I think he's finally had that season and this is, that was a breakout season and we're seeing exactly the Sanders that we wanted to see finally. And mm-hmm. it'd be a shame to get rid of that while it's the point, the whole point of why he's here. So I don't, I, and I think that he fits perfectly in that offense. Obviously, obviously, um, not just last season, but the season before. Like that rushing attack is incredible with Hurts and Sanders. Um, I do think that Kareem Hunt could be a player that could replicate that. Uh, again, you know, I'm not really sure about what the you know the contract uh, number would be for a guy like Kareem Hunt versus Sanders, but my my feeling is you go with Sanders because it does make a lot of sense as well in the draft to go for alignment. Um, whether that's your offense or or your defense, but I, I just kind of yeah. I mean, I, my gut tells me you're gonna tr- you're gonna try to sign, and maybe it's you know Sanders uh, resigned. Okay, I guess I'm the only one that's gonna dive off the deep end here, huh? Or should I should I put in the A? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the Eagles trade for a running back, and I think Uh-oh. it's for a running back that's being widely overlooked. That was um rumored to be drafted by the Eagles back then, right? That was rumored to be on the um, trade block in the beginning of this offseason. Frank Gore. Nah, imagine the oh, return of. I think they trade for Dalvin Cook. Okay. And it, That's nice. It's, and I know, I know, you know, I feel like we got to kill this, to kill this myth, right? I need everybody that's watching this podcast and listening to this podcast. Stop thinking with the Eagles money, right? If you're in sales, you don't think with the customer's pocket, right? You think, you know, how you could spend that money. That's how Howie, Mos- Howie Roseman moves, right? Howie Roseman is, is a very intelligent GM. He he knows what's in his pocket and he maneuvers around it. If they trade for a Dalvin Cook, they trade for a Derrick Henry, it's very easy for them to restructure these deals. Dalvin Cook, <clears throat> he has three more years in his contract, right? If they want it out of his contract after one season, it's a three, uh, $3 million dead cap hit for the Eagles. No harm, no foul, right? If they want, if they trade for him, you could restructure the contract that's more beneficial for you. We provide more money up front, and then later down the road, these 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 um the, the salaries looking like three mil, seven mil, four mil, whatever case may be. But I feel like Dalvin Cook makes the most sense. Um, Vikings need to to kind of revamp their offense a little bit, right? They need to um, uh, also free up some money. And Philly, I mean, I don't think it'll cost a Derrick Henry deal. It wouldn't cost a Nick Chubb deal. You're talking about probably like a second-round pick from 2024, which ironically they have two of. You're talking about possibly pairing that with a sixth-round pick or a fifth-round pick or even a seventh. I think that if there's a deal to be made, it's going to be for a running back like Dalvin Cook. And let's not forget, Howie was sniffing around the Saints for Alvin Kamara last year. Mm -hmm. 
that shows that they're willing to go for a big uh, a big name um, running back. Mm-hmm. And they had Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, I like that. Uh, are you just him. offering the picks on the uh, on the trade offer for Dalvin yeah. Cook? I'll I'll, I'll give a, a a second and a fifth or a third, like by myself. Is that, is that including one this year and one next year, or is that like staggered or? I wouldn't. I would try my best not to touch any picks this year because they only have, I think, like six or seven picks. Well, they're um, gonna get possibly up to four compensatory as well. That would count for this season, or yeah, for this draft. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, then yeah, you know, you, you could dip into your third round pick to see. And if you're thinking about drafting a, thir- uh, a running back in the third round, there goes your running back. back. And they're not Dalvin Cook, right? Exactly, and he's what 26, 27 years old. So you have a good three years left in him. And he had- doesn't need to do much. And had a, a weird year this year, right? Where they, he wasn't used a lot by the Vikings. Um, had a very efficient year, but clearly is not in the plans as much as he used to be. So I, I exactly makes a lot of sense. Has a lot of tread on his side, but running back by committee is what the Eagles do, right? You you have Gamewell cool. back there to spell him. You have, you bring back Boston Scott to spell him. Like is you want that guy that's going to make the big play in the Super Bowl. And I feel like Dalvin Cook's that player that, that will make the big play in the Super Bowl, or Derrick Henry will make the big play in the Super Bowl. It's actually um, a pretty stacked free agent class for, for running backs, man. There's so a lot of good names on, on this. Who's team. actually on the list? Who's on the okay. list? So, Kareem Hunt. Um, okay. I mean, Rashad Penny's interesting. I just don't. Uh, he's, I don't he's know. never healthy. Exactly. Uh, Jamal Williams is interesting. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I would go Jamal uh, for Chiefs. Yeah, that, that sounds actually nice. Yeah. yeah. Going down oh, yeah. the list of it. I think he stays in Detroit. I think they, they keep him. I it's like the change of pace back. Oh, another yeah, guy that's Deuce, available. Deuce is going to keep him, man. Deuce, I think Deuce likes him. But, DeAndre yeah. Swift is apparently available. Okay. I wouldn't um, take him, but yeah. You have um, – you could potentially kick the tires on Ronald Jones. I think that's probably a mistake. Yeah. Um, Amir Abdullah. Again, like these are guys that you just add to rotation. Latavius Murray, if you need a, if you need a big. Uh, a, Leonard Fournette is a free agent. I mean, he just got Leonard released. Right? Yeah, but I would rather Kenyon, keep definitely Sanders over Fournette. I'm, I mean, that's just where I'm at as far as Kenyon youth things like that. Yeah. Marquise, I'm mentioning um, Alex Alexander Madison as well. I mean, Dalvin Cook's yep. backup. They got, that another another hard tough runner. Uh, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, Damian Harris is another guy. We talked oh. about that last year. Yes. Um, I cannot stand Justice Hill. I don't want just any. Um, but a, a player that I really did like. I mean, there's two, so James Robinson, another option, really, really, really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so uh, for that case, you, you and then sign somebody for cheap. Travis Travis Homer, who is you know again like maybe just a rotational guy, but you know mm-hmm. again like one of those Seahawks backs that just you know runs hard. And then I really like Miles Gaskin. Um, the Miami. That's an interesting one. So he could be like your, your, you know, another third. Again, I don't know. Boston Scott's also a free agent. Um, I assume he won't be very expensive. Um, but if you're looking to revamp the rotation, there's there's a lot of options there, depending on how you want to build it out. Um, it's a pretty 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 deep, pretty stacked um, running back free agency class. And then and then you're talking about all the trades, all these guys that want to trade places. Clearly, the running back is such an undervalued position right now. Yeah, you can kind of just pose the question, like, what would it take? Isn't that the crazy thing? Like, it's such an undervalued position, but it's an, such a needed position. You can't be such a pass-first offense without the running back, right? You can't, like, Eagles wouldn't be nowhere without, well, without Jalen's running ability, but also without Miles Sanders and a Kenny Gainwell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so, so crazy to think about that. Uh, what's this? You know, though, if um, 
Bijan Robinson is taken with that early pick, I wouldn't be mad. I just would think that there were better options. See, and I have a theory yeah, behind you can't that. Take um, him at ten. You can't take him at ten. Yeah, what I know. It, I think it's early too. I do have a theory behind that. And real quick, shout out to um, Duck. Thanks for letting me know about that. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even realize that Deuce was gone to Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, he, I didn't he, notice that either. So I was going to bring that up. Does that all yeah. of a sudden make it make sense that Jamal Williams would be there, or do you think that Detroit, regardless, is like no? Jamal he might end up in Carolina with, with Deuce. Yeah, Carolina, man. But yeah. if the if the Eagles defense is going to be kind of in a rebuilding mode, right? And they like I feel like drafting Bijan Robinson would make sense at ten because you want an overpowering offense, which we spoke about in the beginning. You want an offense that's going to put up thirty points, right? So if you're getting a prospect that's being compared to the likes of Saquon Barkley, like it may make sense to have him on the cheap for the next five five seasons. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was my theory. that's all it was solid theory (laughs) spinning my head all day um next yeah i mean should we should we tackle more positions or should we save this for next week's pod as well Uh, let's tackle but let's tackle uh one more position and then we can save the eric uh, has a script that's what it is eric has a script the linebackers and the defensive line next time (laughs) So yeah, no, I got, the, I got the script early. I just don't want to re- reveal it to you. It's all a master plan. So we're doing, we're doing safeties? No, I would say – so I want to end on one. Uh, so, you know, going back to the, the chat earlier, um, the wide receiver. Let's talk about mm-hmm. wide receivers. Because I think I'm going to get – Oh, I forgot about wide receiver three. I got one one guy in my head, and I'll take this one first. I think you signed Miko Hardman. I don't care about the injuries. You know, listen – the grass is always greener in a different field, in my my opinion, right? I feel like you don't need much out of him. You 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 input him in the slot. He's reliable hands. He has great speed. What more can you ask for? And you save money by by cutting. You're not, you're not gonna add Juju just to stir the pot. Oh hell no! I don't want that guy on my team. That freaking clown. <laughs> so Hardman makes perfect sense, but based on everything I've said so far, which is that we're gonna sign a free agent, we're gonna sign a free agent. Um, yeah, I think Hardman's probably one of the best options. Maybe a trade also makes sense for somebody who, um, I, I don't think it would, it would cost a lot in trade assets to bring Hollywood Brown in. Wait, his, 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 where is he? his, his contract expires next season. He's in uh, Arizona, Arizona and Arizona's not having fun, man. So. I think that is something that you can talk about. Like, you want to talk about a man that can probably run, you know, and open open the field up for everybody. I think you know he's pretty, you know, well uh, equipped for the job. But I now feel the like hands, it, on the other hand, we can we can discuss this. Is later. Hollywood Brown a, a slot receiver or is he an outside? No, guy? he's a wide. I think I think I've seen him more wide. I mean, bringing him in would, just, would make sense runs, at the top he just off. Runs go routes, man. That's all. That's all it is. But you can also like. I always think that you know AJ Brown is somebody that would be interchangeable with the slot. He's just a huge body. Yeah. Who do you got, Mort? I want to say DeAndre Hopkins. I knew it. No. Okay. Sorry. Um, I want to say actually that this is an underrated position that they could draft. I think probably second round um, okay. is, is a is an opportunity. I think that. Just, just kind of looking at 
the way the draft. And again, stuff's going to change. We're still really early in the process, but I think that wide receivers are one of those overlooked positions in this draft, and that doesn't happen often. Um, so I think that this is actually one of those positions where I think this might be um, one of the, the one of the more like exciting positional picks. I know that people don't get excited about offensive defensive line so much unless it's an edge rusher, but um, I think there's a high high chance they go like O line D line. Uh, first round probably d-line first at that 10th pick depending on who falls um and then they might go receiver like i don't i don't think there's a whole bunch of needs and i think that like again corner position like you have so many young guys on the roster you might add someone later mm-hmm. um i i really do like josh job i think that i think that he did show some flashes um is he ever going to be a starter i don't know but i think that you know you're you're fairly content um you know just kind of waiting it out you know, we thought we thought this was going to be like a star-studded cornerback class, and the way it's shaping out, just you know, not so much. Um, Find like me a uh, run at quarterbacks and a, a run at um defensive line. Right, exactly. So, so what? It, it really, just kind of like paying attention to what what position is going to fall, and I think that receivers might be the position that falls. Um, but in terms of uh, free agents, there's there's also like it's not it's not as maybe stacked as the running back class, but you have, you have some interesting names. Um, the, the problem is the Eagles really need someone that can play the slot. I think bringing back Zach Pascal's. I think that's key. I think you have to do that. A good idea. Um, good but, you know, players like, you know, DJ Chark are, are interesting, right? Yeah. Like, um, again, like it, it, just positional versatility, he can do a lot. I think that that's probably going to be one of the things that the, the offense focuses on is a bit more moving people around. Um, clearly you saw that worked, um, for the chiefs, um, and the Eagles didn't do as much of it pre-snap motion, stuff like that, you know, they, they kind of lined up and then they played. Um, so I think you, you might see more of that. Um, would anybody be against bringing back Nelson Aguilar? I think he's a free agent. That was another name. That I was think thinking. he would be against it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how much he wants to do. I mean, fuck, let's bring back Mac Collins if that's the case. Well, no, I mean, I feel like Aguilar is a, a, a good entertain, an interchangeable receiver, right? If like, we are talking last year, I'd say yes. After yeah. this year, I just don't know. Okay. But there's another there's another former Patriots receiver that would be interesting. Is Nikhil Harry. Myers? Oh, Nikhil Harry. Mm-hmm. Another fucking big body. I don't know what yeah. you're going to do with him, but like, it, there's some, like, it's interesting. There's, like, a lot of receivers you have to use in certain ways. So it just depends how this, this offense is built out. Um, but yeah, I think, I think key is going to be bringing back Zach Pascal. I think he's, um, a really good number three. Um, you know, and that's not Homer bias. Um, by the way, you know, that was a story came out recently with him. I hope he's yes. all right. That was pretty, yeah, definitely up. prayers with him. Mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy, man. Um, if, what about, a, what about a pick in maybe the second round of the draft for a wide receiver? There's a kid that I forgot somebody mentioned him. His last name might be wrong, right? I think Downs take the top off the defense. They're saying that he could fall to the second round. I, I wouldn't be so for, um so against going to wide receiver second round just for the fact like you need it in this offense, right? Like we saw, had Quez Watkins made that catch, we don't know what would have happened in the red zone, but the likelihood is the Eagles would have scored a touchdown right there, and right there you're up three against the, the Chiefs at the end of the game, right? Um. And there's a lot of times where he fumbled the ball. There's a lot of times where he missed the catch. Where a lot of times where he he ran the route wrong and he just gave up on the route. And this is not, nothing against him, but it's just kind of like, dude, we're we have a championship caliber team now. There's there's no room for nonsense anymore. You can't waste this window. Jalen Hurts has probably like five to six good years left in him, like prime years. You need reliable 
um, receivers. You need a reliable running backs. You need a reliable offensive line to go there tomorrow next. You bring a second Lombardi to, to Philly. What about Bryce Ford Wheaton, West Virginia? He ran a 4-3. He's, you know, pretty good hands from what I've seen. And he is, you know, I think he's a burner a guy that can probably uh, be interchangeable, maybe work. Um, to me, that might be an improvement, you know, immediately off of Quest. And I don't know what Quest does. Maybe he turns into some gadgety something or other or is gone. Well, they save, uh, I think, like three or four mil if they cut him, if I'm not mistaken. I think there's no debt cap hit if they release him. Um, but, again, I don't know how sold they are on, on him to, to even expect that. I saw some mocks that had the Eagles taken a tight end at 30, and I think that that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, everybody's going off the theory that, you know, you, you draft a tight end to kind of keep the trend going like how we did with Goddard. But they just extended Goddard like last year, and he just had a big year. Um, and drafted Kassett. Calcaterra and stole. Yeah, and they, there's no no way they go tight end again. It makes zero sense. Um, but yeah, but good news We're is right. End factory, dude. Oh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> uh, good news is free agency actually kicks off next Tuesday, right? And what that what that does mean is next Tuesday there is another live episode of Flipping the Birds. We'll definitely cover free agency. The likelihood of anything great happening for Eagles right now against the set expectations is very slim. I don't expect them to be dipping into this pool crazy. Um, I actually do expect them. Yeah, you never know, right? The magic. I feel like there's going to be at least one or two. Not, I don't know if we're talking about splash moves, like, but, you know, decent enough. Decent I, enough where I, you look back and say that's a smart move. I think there's gonna be one. I think the Eagles make a splash move. I think I think Brian bringing up Dalvin Cook, like something like that. I think that I think you consider that a splash move, and I think something like that makes a lot of sense. It reminds me of the Jay Ajayi <laughs> trade. I know that was midseason, but yeah. but it's it's that kind of pick where I think Howie realizes that unless you do something fairly major, you're not competing again this year. You have so many pieces on the defense mm-hmm. leaving. I don't think they can afford to sign as many people as we thought or hoped. Um, and they're going to let a lot of people walk. They're going to rebuild the defense through the draft and through. Can't get lack, you can't get lackadaisical. Like you really like, can't do what you did in 2018, right? Mm-hmm. You kept all these, you know, these veterans, and you you just stood stood pat with everything. You can't. You got to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think there might be a splash. I'm looking forward. It'd be an interesting free agency, and I, I think that this is one of those things. Like um, we haven't had turnover at. A coaching a coordinator position in in so long mm-hmm. right without without an entire overhaul right yeah like it's been either it's everyone or it's no one um so it's gonna be really interesting the free agency it's definitely gonna be very interesting um i'm definitely looking forward to it um and if dalvin cook does get traded remember flipping the birds probably use that the yeah, yeah. news first um other than that like you know happy to be back Happy to to play this outro because the intro is fresh as hell. So again, shout out to Morgan for working hard on that. Um, And yeah, we'll definitely be back next week. Um, We're flipping the birds. I'm Brian Cameron alongside Eric Reese, Morgan Burkett, and we'll see you guys when three just kicks off. Go Go birds! birds! Yes, sir. Set, 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 set